Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Well, welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's Monday morning. Let's see, what's the date? The 4th, Monday morning, the 4th. And I am sitting here on Zoom with Wendy Kappinga. So, hello, Wendy. Thank you for joining me. Um, I was on COVID brain, and um, we were supposed to record this at 3 o'clock, and it's now 3.45 after I realized, (laughs) actually looked at my text messages, I got caught up in some work and I just blew right through our, our meeting time. And she's like, uh, are we still meeting? So, um, <laughs> Wendy, thank you for your grace in that. Um, really appreciate Absolutely. it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Not that you have like nothing to do at home or anything like that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, Wendy and I are going to read, um, today's passage, which is Acts 7, 55 through 60. And then we're going to talk about it. And, If you are new to the podcast, I just want to remind you or let you know that um, we are not a couple of um, experts on the scriptures. We are simply disciples of Jesus, seeking to know Jesus better and find him in scripture and learn from him. And so as we read these scripture passages, um, I just want to invite you to um, make note of your own questions and your own observations, to listen to God and to wonder how he's calling you to be a disciple today, how he's calling you to be the church today. And that's what we're going to be doing. And um, if you have any questions or comments or thoughts or reflections, please just send me an email because I love uh, receiving those. And I promise that I will uh, put that in a recording for one of our podcasts to, uh, to share that with everyone else. So um, your, your voice and your input is important. So with that, Wendy, would you mind reading today's passage? Absolutely. We're reading out of Acts 7, 55 through 60. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When, they had said, when he had said this, he died. Thanks, Wendy. So I know you had, a, you had a chance to kind of read these scriptures ahead of time. Is there, is there anything out of this scripture that either kind of drew your attention, like something you liked about it, um, or something that kind of, bothered you a little bit about it? Like what, what was kind of grabbing your attention? I think when reading this initially, um, I was struck again by how little I'm actually persecuted for my faith. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'm not really scared of being stoned by speaking the name of Jesus anywhere that I go in my daily life. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. Yet at the same time, I wonder how often that leads to to some complacency for me. Yep. So. Yep. I think that's, uh, man, I love that observation. I, 
when I used to live in San Diego, talking about church was something that felt like in public was something that felt like uh, risky or not like I was getting persecuted, but I was just embarrassed, you know? Right. And coming to West Michigan, I feel like talking about church is just something people do all the time. You just, you talk about church, no matter, I mean, whoever you're talking to, you feel totally comfortable bringing up church. But what I've noticed is that um, there's very little conversations around Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Right. The distinction right. there? Like people will talk about how the church was or what church they went to, or when even you ask someone about their testimony as a Christian, um, I, I will usually notice people saying things like, well, when I was a kid, I went to this certain church. And then I started going to this church and then I started going to this church and that's when my faith really became alive, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of conversation about church, which sounds really normal in kind of our, our vernacular, but um, I rarely hear people talk about Jesus. Have you ever, I don't know, have you ever noticed that? I've noticed that. And I think subsequent to that, another thing that happens then is when someone has a different opinion, um, instead of having some dialogue about that we kind of fear uh challenging or holding each other to accountable because that might make people angry um yeah. and that to us we confuse with persecution in some ways um so i do sense that it's it's a more common uh, a, a common conversation than what most people yeah. in western religion yeah would see it as yeah and even so um to your credit, what you said earlier, even those disagreements doesn't seem to amount to a whole lot of persecution when you read the story of Stephen in contrast. Right. I right. might feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe someone will get upset with me. Maybe someone will leave some uncomfortable thing on my Facebook page. But uh, for the most part, we're okay. Yeah, and it's wanting to have some of those conversations so that faith feels meaningful, not yeah. just kind of empty and well, this is what we do in West Michigan or in yeah. Western culture. Um, so so when you read, to read that. Yeah. So you read a story like this, it feels convicting. Uh, you feel a little guilty, maybe like Absolutely. I haven't experienced anything like that. Um, am I living my faith out the way I'm called to? Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally identify with that. Um, and just that sense of maybe a little bit of numbness or like you said, complacency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's in a lot of us. And um, I think it's okay to, to admit that. I, I, I thank you for your honesty in that. Um, something that stuck out to me was, um, first of all, just a, another level of difficult, or different sense of discomfort around this passage is just like, this is the end of Stephen's story. Well, not the end. I mean, internally, that's like the beginning, right? Sure, sure. But for his earthly story, this is the last we hear about Stephen is his death. I mean, it's pretty graphic and um, scary. And like, I would even say horrible or horrendous. And that's, that's his, that's the end of his story on earth. And I just think, man, that's Stephen. And he was stoned. Is that really the call of a disciple? Is this the story I want to be in? Do, would I be willing? prettier stories. Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's better to like, I mean, 
all of the the disciples i mean peter is crucified upside down and um you know paul is imprisoned until the day he dies and um it's not a great ending earthly ending to the story and i just feel uncomfortable with that um it seems a little like from an earthly perspective it's really sad and and tragic and and yet he holds out hope to his very last breath and it just he's literally saying the same things jesus says on the cross you know lord jesus yeah. receive my spirit lord do not hold this sin against them which is so similar to when jesus says um, into your hands i commit my spirit and um father forgive them for they don't know not what they do um in fact the psalm we're reading psalm 31 um is is like a direct quote um, and I think is what Jesus is quoting on the cross. And I, I have this little theory that Jesus is like singing, singing through the Psalms on the cross. That's my little theory. Cause he says into your hands, I commit my spirit. He says, um, um, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is the beginning to another Psalm. Um, and here you hear Jesus singing through this Psalm into your hands. I commit your, my spirit. And Stephen's saying that same thing. And I get this sense like Stephen is is being kneaded, you know, like you need dough, like he's being woven into the story of Jesus' crucifixion. His death is now like one with Jesus' death. And then it's kind of like setting the stage for his resurrection is going to be like Jesus' resurrection too. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's what, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I have a sense that my death is not going to be nearly, nearly the same as Stephen's. Um, so I don't know. I I guess um, that's that's something for me. It's just the the hope that Stephen had, and the um, that hope gives him so much bravery and um, tenacity to move through his his um, his persecution, his death, his suffering dauntlessly, and um, to hold out hope for Jesus to the very last breath. That's like really inspiring. Absolutely. So I don't know, that's something that I was noticing too. Um, anything else that's grabbing you about this passage that you felt like you wanted to outline or any questions or thoughts you had? No, those are the big, you know, the big ones that kind of struck me and I think are just relevant to life right now. So, yeah. So I guess it would be, um, and we talked about this last week, um, Rachel and I talked about this last week um, on Wednesday. Actually, we're recording this today on Wednesday um, and talking about being unjustly punished and how that um, suffering happens on a, you know, a day-to-day level and as like a more of a cosmic level too. But um, I go, okay, we're not persecuted in the sense that Stephen is. Um, so either I feel guilty my whole life or... I changed my life so that I am entering willingly into persecution like this, or I take every, you know, every little piece of suffering in my life and see how I can bear it. Uh, like Jesus bears his suffering. They just any, any kind of suffering I receive, like even if it's a stubbed toe, you know, like how would, right. how, how could I bear this? Like the cross, um, so I don't know, I feel a little bit of conflict between those things, you know, like, do I, 
do I just kind of keep saying that to myself? Like, well, I guess I'm not in an area of the world that has persecution. So I guess this doesn't really apply to me. Or am I called to like move to some area or to enter into some situation where I am being persecuted? Or is it a matter of like these little tiny daily crosses that I'm bearing? And it may be a combination of both since Mm -hmm. we can ask God every day, you know, where do you want to use me? And that may not always be in a comfortable spot. So that could be where he's putting that cross for us to bear. Yeah. Um, and then it could be in the, the mundane of the day where, like you said, we're seeking, you know, justice for something. Um, that those are areas where we're feeling persecuted and we have to work through those. But our working through it then becomes, can become our witness to Jesus. Yeah, I love that. And so maybe it's one is preparing for the other. Maybe. I wonder if God is looking at us, you know, uh, getting, uh, you know, getting in a, some kind of small little suffering during the day and we can't handle it. We can't bear it with the peace of Jesus. And he's like, man, it, you can't even handle that. Why right. in the world would I send you to some other place where you're going to be stoned like Stephen um, until you can handle the, the tiny little cross that I put in your path? Um, you're faithful with a little bit. Um, if you're faithful with a little bit, I'll give you, let you be faithful with more. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there is a sense of both, like being prepared, like our daily sufferings, preparing us for, um, to be able to bear suffering in a greater capacity. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for that, Wendy. Um, everybody, we will see you tomorrow. We're going to open up Psalm 31. So we'll be in, we won't see you. We'll be in your earbuds or on your speakers then. So make sure to uh, listen tomorrow morning. See you then. And now it's time to include a listener response. Joy Insink sent an email last week. Here's how it goes. Thank you so much for continuing the podcast. It was a breath of fresh air to hear you and Rachel this week and your insights into scripture. Also curious if you found out if you're having a boy or a girl. Thanks again. Hope all is well with you. Miss everyone so much. Joy. Joy and everyone else, we are proud to announce that we are having a girl. We found out on Thursday morning, and we were so happy to find that out. So thanks for your uh, email. Thanks for your question, um, and we will uh, see you next time. Please keep sending emails or voice messages or text messages, whatever you got. We'd love to include them. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.